It's the responsibility of each person to make at least as much effort at finding spiritual success as he puts into finding material success. The reason people put a lot of effort into finding the right university or the right job is that material success is important to them. A person doesn't just say that I'm going to go to the university that my father went to or that I'm going to just go into the field or job that my father or my parents went into. No, when a person has education and its value in his mind, then he applies to universities across the whole country. And he'll move across the country or even to a different country to get a good education. If he gets a good job offer, then he'll move to a different country. He'll move to a different state just to get that job. So the reason he does these things is because material success is important to him. Then how can such a person make the excuse on the day of judgment that I followed as good as I could the religion of my parents, so why can I have salvation because I was genuine and honest in my approach to religion? If that person genuinely wanted spiritual success, then the fact that he searched for a university outside of the university of his parents, he searched for a job or a career outside the career of his father or his parents will stand as evidence against him. So we have to be honest with ourselves. That is spiritual success really important to us? If it is, then it's each and every one of our responsibility to search for the right religion, to not just be satisfied with whatever the religion of our parents was. Now, if a person does not put an honest and concerted effort into finding the right religion, it means that spiritual success is not as important to him. That's just a simple fact that he can't deny. And this is something that we are accountable to before God Almighty. Allah Almighty says in the Holy Quran that inna dina inda lahi l-islam, that surely the true religion with Allah is Islam. And whoever seeks a religion other than Islam, it will not be accepted from him. So this verse says, and it uses the words that, that whoever pursues a religion other than Islam. So our responsibility is to pursue the truth. And if we fail to pursue the truth, then we are accountable before God Almighty. But if we genuinely pursue the truth, but then we fail in achieving it or reaching it, then we're not accountable. And Allah Almighty can admit us into paradise. Now, there are two aspects of looking at this issue. One is on the overall level of a religion being correct or not and rejecting the correct religion as being a means of salvation or damnation. And the other is not on a broad level, but on an individual level. Now, starting from the broad level, we see that when God Almighty sends a prophet and a law, then following them becomes obligatory. In principle, following Islam is necessary for salvation, and to seek a religion other than Islam is a sin. Now, about Sir Sayyid Ahmed Khan, the Promised Messiah said that coming into the awe of another nation and being a yes-man, after all, he reached the point that in his final days he considered those who believe in the Trinity to have achieved salvation. The ultimate result of compromising principles is that one has to become one with those people. That is why it is in the Holy Quran where Allah Almighty says that the Jews will by no means be pleased with you, nor the Christians, unless you follow their creed. The Promised Messiah said that to please others, one has to call their religion good as well. That is why a believer should refrain from compromising. Now here, Hazrat Masih explained that on religious principles, there has to be truth. We can't be so compromising and so accepting that we say that it's fine to believe in one God, it's fine to believe in three gods, or it's fine to be a pagan. The thing is, there has to be something that is right and there has to be something that is wrong. If everything is right and okay, then there's no truth in spirituality. It's just a matter of personal belief. It has no actual reality or wisdom behind it. So religion is sent for a very specific purpose. And there is a spiritual reality behind it that, accept, that, that affects our life in this world and the next. Now, this is a broad level. Where in the broad level, there is a true religion and there is a false religion. 
And following a false religion and holding false doctrines is something that deprives one of salvation. This is a simple reality. It's an unavoidable reality. Without this reality, there is no point in there being a true religion or any spiritual truth at all. Now, on an individual level, however, there can always be exceptions based on circumstances. Ultimately, Allah Almighty knows which individual will achieve salvation. In this regard, Hazrat Muslim who explains that a Hindu, a Christian, a Jew, an atheist, a Sikh, and a non-Ahmadi Muslim dying in a state of disbelief, according to our belief, may be admitted to heaven on the ground that as far as it lay in his power, he endeavored to cultivate piety, did good deeds, and that there was no opportunity for him to be acquainted with the true teachings of Islam. Hazrat Muslim goes on to explain that our belief is that if an atheist is born and lives in a country where he has not the means to become acquainted with the true religion, say for instance, he lives in a mountainous region, far away from all contact with civilization and religion, but he leads his life in strict conformity with the laws of nature and does good to others and stays away from evil and stays away from bad practices and acting unjustly towards anybody. He doesn't do any of these things. Such a one, in spite of his atheistic views and beliefs, will go to heaven. So in this example, Hazrat Muslim who explained the principle of Islam, which is and also what the Holy Quran has described that those are condemned who pursue a religion other than Islam. It's not that everyone who is non-Muslim will go to hell and everyone who is Muslim will go to heaven. It is only those who are true practitioners of the teachings of Islam and who sincerely pursue the truth, the true submission to God Almighty, the true Islam in their lives. They are the ones who are promised salvation, whether they end up achieving that Islam or not, if their intentions are genuine then their pursuit of the truth and their genuine pursuit of the truth will stand as a testimony to their sincerity of heart on the Day of Judgment.